Well, Amy, and this is Donna, and this is episode number 42 of the Circus 71 podcast for the week of January 19th, 2021. And this is only take number 42 for the introduction. (laughs) Coming up on today's show, progress walls at the France expansion at Epcot have been pushed back. Disneyland surveys indicate passports may replace the annual passes. Soon, we'll feel the love tonight as a modified Festival of the Lion King returns. And in our main segment, we celebrate Donna getting closer to Statler and Waldorf status. That's right, it's her birthday week, and this is the Circus 71 Podcast. Special shout out to new listeners Gil and Nick. Gil and Nick were screen tested as actors for a video for Walt Disney World. It turns out that video was the safety spiel for Disney's Magical Express service. Unfortunately, Gil and Nick were not cast, and of course, the role went to the famous Gus. Since debuting on the Magical Express, Gus has waited for millions of passengers to locate the nearest emergency exit. Gil and Nick, we're sorry you didn't land the role, but here's to hoping Disney saved your audition tape and is looking to launch a new transportation service and need that brand new safety video. True story, Donna. Well, you know, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Sure. All right, Donna, getting ready to get started with this week's um, housekeeping and several news stories this week um starting off at disney's contemporary resort a permit has been filed for the refurbishment of disney's contemporary resort and this would be the main um a-frame building not bay lake tower the dvc sister hotel next door um but the main building with a potential incredibles themed overlay which we had seen uh test images and and test rooms um that were done uh, a while back actually, but this will last through September, 2021. Um, and we have heard that the resort will actually have limited availability beginning this April, 2021. This just seems like bizarre timing to me. I just talking out loud as, as we always do, you know, certainly not saying, you know, this is right. This is wrong. But number one, I would think that they want to finish Polly first before starting one of your other three monorail resort overhauls and to have the contemporary resort opened with Walt Disney World 50 years ago down or at least mostly unavailable partially unavailable for the 50th just seems a little silly to me um yeah i I mean at least i guess you could make the case that it, it would open you know slightly after the actual 50th um or no basically if it's through september it'd be just in time for um, did you say september 21 or september 22 did i mishear you it will last through september 2021 oh i'm sorry i misheard you i thought it was through 22 okay no 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 so april of 2021 and it will last through um september so you're looking at you know five months um essentially stay on time if they stay on time right um, which they really have at the poly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. And um, lodge and, and, and. <laughs> the interesting thing about it, the contractor that is listed on the permit has done work on New Fantasyland, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Rock and Roller Coaster, and several other 
um, Walt Disney World project projects. Um, so Donna, on a kind of more global scale, what do you think um, if this does come to pass as as has been maybe uh, potentially predicted, the Incredibles theming in the contemporary? So here's here's my thing. There is a way to do hints of things ips if you will without shoving it down one's throat i mentioned in different episodes that i actually really really like some of the touches over at kadani village um which is part of like the animal kingdom lodge area for those who might not be super um familiar where um you know the the privacy curtain not the thick blackout curtain but the privacy curtain the white curtain has just ever so slight touches of like simba and timon and rafiki that you have to look at to see yes there's some framed artwork as well but in general it's you know very animal themed room with the touches of the the lion king ip so if it were going to be that way at the contemporary you know touches of the incredibles or whatever disney might decide to be the most contemporary thing to use okay but if it's going to be super super in, in your face i mean do some of the rooms and upcharge them the way they do at other resorts. Don't kill the whole hotel with it. Yeah, it's my kind of issue with it is Moana Polynesian. I'm on board with. I have no issues with that. But the whole I, hotel? You really think? I I think if it's done in a tactful, classy way, I, I really don't necessarily have an issue with that. Um, you know, like like we said, little Disney touches. I think it can be done well. I'm obviously going to, you know, rate it when I see it firsthand. <laughs> sure. But if you said to me, what IP screams the contemporary? I don't know when I would hit The Incredibles, but I don't think it would be the first. That's, I think, my disconnect. Okay, what would a- be your first? Oh, man. You opened the can. Uh, something futuristic i i just i want to say the jetsons but that's not a <laughs> disney property uh, i mean the, the, like the only connection i see with the incredibles to um the contemporary is that they have the the monorail um in the one scene in uh, incredibles 2 i think it is um but for that, you could make the case that that could be the Grand Floridian, too, or the Poly, because they all have a monorail. So I think that's where I, I just don't know. I'd re- that's a really good question. I'd certainly have to think about <laughs> oh, what IP could potentially fit. I, I keep wanting to say Wally, and I, th- I don't necessarily think that's the home run idea. I just, the Incredibles, it's, it's, isn't it supposed to be like the 1950s? <sighs> I mean, yeah, it's just that I do agree. That one's hard. That's not as clean as the Lion King at Kadani, which is based on a place. Africa. Right, right. Um, but in, in truth, if you were to lay out even 50 animated movies and say which one of these fits contemporary, I probably would have put Incredibles up there, honestly. Okay. So I, for me, I just think the time period is off. Yeah, but the hotel itself isn't, I mean, I know it's called the Contemporary, but it's not, you know, the Hotel of the 
future necessarily. But it's sort of supposed to be, unless you're going right. for the, if you're going for the retro future, okay. If that's what you're going for, then I could deal with it. But if, you know, Main Street USA is the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian is Adventureland, the Contemporary is Tomorrowland. You know, we can all establish that. And you can even make the case Wilderness Lodge is the representation of, of Frontierland. Um but it's just that that weird I, I don't know I feel like there's that if you go retro future you could probably make a case for it um, I just for me it's not it's I don't consider it the level of Moana Polynesian it doesn't hit me right away okay but let me push you a little bit on this one and say I personally mm-hmm. like the Incredibles movies more than Moana I don't think whether you like the movie or not necessarily has anything to do with we're talking, you know, if you're talking thematically, I think okay, it's a home but, run in terms of thematic. But crowd appeal. If it's not a movie that, you know, the masses loved, like when you said Wally, I'm like, oh, I really should see that movie. <laughs> in fairness, I haven't seen it all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, I know Wally and Eve. I know the robot's name. Yeah. One of Anthony's books, but that's yeah. about the knowledge. I, I've seen bits and pieces of it, um, and that really wasn't the best example. But um, it may not be a terrible example. But Wally, I don't think has the power that the Incredibles do. Um, and the Incredibles are the it thing right now when they're talking about like the protocols they're following. Yeah, you know that that is true. They have the Munisberg area too. In in hollywood studios so and a couple we'll of years ago they did the incredible summer remember yep no you're you're i mean the incre- I, I have no issues with the incredibles i think they're i think the incredibles are more movies woven through disney parks than moana you're right but i see for me i also think moana is gravely underrated and had tron not gone through and they pushed imagineering a little bit and the bald wonder wasn't in play. We may be looking at a Moana themed volcano roller coaster in Adventureland. Mm. So, but we shall see. This is another thing I'm going to hold off judgment until I actually see the rooms and and how it's done. Fair enough. Well, from that story too, and I love you, Jamie. But sometimes the stories you highlight, I'm like, this is a no kidding. And this one says breaking news the hall of the presence now closed for refurbishment duh (laughs) every time we get a new president it does but it wasn't announced at all that that like they shut the door on it on january 19th and january 20th it was closed that typically doesn't happen well, they wanted to avoid nonsense. They, from the second that that opened with President Trump, there was nonsense. So they wanted to avoid, in my humble opinion, they wanted to avoid additional nonsense to just, we're shutting the doors, we're, we're picking a, a day that makes sense, and that's it. Right. And it should also be mentioned, because this, there was some other rumors of, of you know, Muppets themed or, or whatever. <laughs> um, Disney has confirmed that there will be a, um, animatronic uh added to the show for biden don't know how it's going to impact the show whether he's going to have a speaking role um which i believe started with clinton donna is that right i am 99 percent sure you're right and i think that's part of 
part of what makes this such a cool attraction when we did our ratings at first you know, i remember vividly us talking about this and me ripping in a new hole because it's you know not the most exciting thing but really when you think about what it is and what it does it's pretty stinking cool so regardless of who you vote for this is neat that the president of the united states of america whomever he or she might be from now until whatever is a part of a disney attraction i just think that's so cool yeah no i i absolutely agree with you there so nevertheless i think it's a cool thing and um you know we'll see no reopening date um of as of yet so that'll be interesting to see actually how long it is down for and it should also be mentioned that um this is actually the first time in several years actually more than that going actually back to clinton that um it'll change uh just oh in just over three years since it's only um a one presidential term right which does obviously um on on disney's uh dollar (laughs) uh there's an impact there having to make that change um i don't say a little quicker but you know whatever however you want to phrase it um within a shorter time period interesting for sure also known as quicker well, but you never know, and you don't want to offend anybody. So that was my way of saying, you know, it's it just a shorter term. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, shorter story, uh, not as short as the um, Hall of Presidents <laughs> in this last iteration. Um, but that was my segue attempt. But um, <laughs> um, the progress walls have been pushed back ever so slightly at the France Pavilion at Epcot. You ready for my segue? Sure. I miss the segue tours. Oh, yeah. I never did like them, I, actually. I have, well, see, here's the thing. By the time we moved down, they were gone. That was definitely something like a bucket list thing. I really want to do the segue tour of Future World, but they got rid of it. I'd love to see you on one of those wearing a helmet. I don't know. I just... We did it. We did it in Nassau. There probably are pictures somewhere. It was actually really fun. Oh, did you? Okay. But n- never at, um, in world showcase or epcot or anywhere no by the, by the time we had moved down they discontinued that tour and we did that cruise about seven years ago now um that cruiser we did uh nassau's or one of many times in the nassau but when we did that excursion it was fun talk about a great socially distanced tour that they can do no kidding <laughs> <laughs> but uh man, that might be a million dollar idea i'll send that off to the, <laughs> okay, i'm sorry back to ratatouille yeah i'll send it's that off to the bald wonder um anyways uh progress walls have been pushed back ever so slightly um at the france pavilion where we can now see the walkway um that used to be essentially just the backstage area um in between the side of the france pavilion and uh the international gateway water area does that have a special name crescent lake is back by the hotels the international gateway lake I don't think it does have a special area other than International Gateway. Yeah, because yeah. that's even where the boats come through. Um, if you rent a boat for like Illuminations or you know whatever the fireworks show might be, you go back to that dock between Beach Club and um, Yacht Club. Right. And you come through that International Gateway into the water. Right. Yeah, I don't know if that has a special name. We'll just go with it anyways. But that pathway is now opened all the way to the back 
of the soon to be fully opened area where you can actually use the bathrooms because the bathrooms at Morocco are closed for refurbishment. So they open the bathrooms and much like all of Morocco, <laughs> much like all of Morocco <laughs> um, and the uh, stroller parking area you get to see and just get a little bit closer to um, see the front area. Uh, front entrance area for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. And also get to see some cool railing work, Donna. Not to spoil it for you, but you may see a very special rat in the railings, in the pathway. Oh, cute. And I'm guessing the Remy rat, not the mouse rat. This, like the Michael the mouse. This is true. Okay, good. <laughs> Go ahead. You're up. All right. So the next story is a good one. <laughs> I'm having the worst time getting the pictures in the story to blow up so that I can read them. Oh, so I wasn't even going to go that in depth in it because, I mean, there's 75 <laughs> different options. <laughs> okay, so then I have your your blessing to keep this, do the, the kiss method here. Sure. <laughs> All right. So as we talked about last week, Disneyland Resort has, um, they called, they said sun, sun, we're sunsetting the, the, the annual pass, whatever, they canceled it. Um, so they're going to um, put out different options to guests. And just like Disney loves to do, they are surveying their guests about different, quote, membership options that will replace those discounted annual passes. So what it looks like in the million screenshots, because essentially Disney sends these uh, surveys out to guests and it says, hey, please give us your feedback and guests take screenshots and put them all over the internet. <laughs> That's what is, has happened here. So essentially it looks like they are giving folks options, you know, tiered options to have, you know, your, your normal one day ticket, two day ticket, three day ticket three-day multi-visit tickets, you'd be able to spread out your visits over a longer period of time, and then three different passport options. So the passport options are going to require, well, all ticket options, I suppose, are going to require reservations the same way they require here at Walt Disney World. That's not a huge surprise. Uh, but what changes depending on the level of these passports is how far out you can get those reservations. So they are putting a time or a date span on there, which they don't have here. Right now at Walt Disney World Resort, for those who might not know, as long as you have valid admission, so whether that would be part of your annual pass before it expires currently, or whether that would be a um, single day ticket that you've purchased and linked to your My Disney Experience account, you can book it through the, I want to say September of next year, is it, Jim? No, I think it's open for the whole year now. The park passes just system? through this year, just through this year. Yes, because they haven't done not in twenty two. No, 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 because you can't have tickets in twenty twenty two yet. Okay. So then just through December 31st, 2021. So it does not matter. Um, again, if you have an annual pass through then or if you are using a single day ticket, you can be booked. But these restrictions for these Disneyland passports would have 60 day windows that you could book um, or 90 day windows yeah. for the, the, the more expensive pass. Um, how many anytime reservations can you make with your annual pass here at Walt Disney World? It's three plus any days on property. It depends with their passports how many days you can get. Um, um, which is kind of crazy. Uh, how many you can hold at a time? Two, four, or six. Um, blockout days on the tickets. How many friends and family tickets or discounts you would get? I mean, the the number of details included is just 
wild. This almost looks to me like a system similar to SeaWorld. Um, and what they currently have with their, their passes that the more expensive pass you get, the less blackout days you get, the more discounts you get, and the more, um, you know, like friends and family ticket discounts and things like that that you get too. So really, really interesting. Yeah, it's similar in concept to Disneyland um, introduced what they call the Flex Pass. And this was pre, pre-COVID um, that basically it was a cheaper pass. Um, had you know i believe certain blockout dates um, but you had Correct. had to put um you were able to go because there wasn't a park pass reservation system but you could go to certain passes on certain days and um not on others some were blocked out some were good to go either days um and it actually was pretty popular with the the disneyland locals um because of things that were um you know I- included and I don't necessarily have an issue with some of them. Um, You know, the number of reservations held at a time. Actually, the reservation window, I actually find a little bit odd um, in that you'd almost want people to have a further out window if you're going to limit the number of trips that they have or the number of of days they can book. You know, if, if I'm an AP and I can book something 180 days out, but I only get six days that I can do that. I'd almost rather Probably have not booking 180 days. Out. Yeah. I understand that in theory, you know, you're worried about capacity and I get that to a certain extent, but if you shorten that window, it's almost like people are going to be going more often. I think it actually has an adverse um, kind of effect there. And Donna, on a quick side note, I know for world, it's past that original September 26th. Cause I have a October 1st. Um, uh, and I thought you did too, for some reason. No, we do. I was thinking we were already into 22. So there's just speculation about how far it'll go into 22. Oh, Oh, if you can book the I, I see what you're saying. Um, yes, no, I don't think so. But if you keep talking, I might peruse that. I, I thought it was just through <laughs> 2021, but I'm not a hundred percent sure now that you, Okay. said that so what are your thoughts on this um and we should also mention the the associated press came out with this story that um walt disney world is not allowing new annual passes that is not new information that has been the process <laughs> since the parks reopened well and the other really important thing that is 100 percent true this is not speculation i'm not shooting off the mouth it's really important to for us to say that because we don't spread rumors or we really try not to spread rumors on this podcast um but for sure there are folks because they are folks that i know personally or if you will my parents know personally so through i know through a degree of separation that would have no reason to make this up that had annual passes let them expire during covid and disney has now let them pick them back up and i will say that you know everything i've read about oh it's a case-by-case basis the cast member can choose to allow it or not um but that is 100 percent true it is now happening so where at first it was a totally hard fast no you know we are not selling those those passes again they are letting some folks get them so they are coming back yeah um and two quick things one unrelated um, to add on to Donna uh, with what you just said, because 100% right, they were also letting people, if you had, if parents were APs and they had a Good child point. that was two that turned three, um, 
it may take you a few hours on the phone and I'm talking from personal <laughs> experience, but they will most likely let that child, um, you purchase an AP for that. And Donna, um, I was slightly wrong and I can't, don't know why, <laughs> um, but you don't know why you were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I can't let me explain. Cause what I'm going to say, I, I can't find a logical reason for, um, there are, uh, park pass reservations that are available in 2022 up until January 14th. That is so random and but, so not I mean, the date I have. Yeah, I mean, as we're recording this on January 24th, I, I don't, I don't remember any reasoning for that. So I, I just happened to look that up. It happens to be a Friday. I, I, I mean, it, it, I, unless this is like that 499 days away kind of thing. Interesting point. That maybe that could be it, but it can't be four hundred ninety nine because we're already into January, so it has to be. That's like less than three sixty five. Yeah, you're right. So I don't know. Huh. Odd, but anyways, let's go into our um, last news story because we did want to talk about this one um, for a little bit. This is me, right? Sure. Um. Entertainment will return at some for or will return to Animal Kingdom with the celebration of Festival of the Lion King. And this this reminds me of like the taste of Epcot International Festival of the Arts and food and wine and all things like that. Um, so uh, entertainment cast members are starting to be called back, which is awesome. Expected this summer summer at the Harambe Theater at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park, we will get the fan favorite Festival of the Lion King back, which, side note, Donna, was originally supposed to be a temporary show um, yep. at Camp Mini Mickey. And then they built the gorgeous theater. Where oh, it's amazing. Sets. Beautifully themed, too. Um, fits so well uh, where it is. Um, it's going to be in mm-hmm. a modified format, Um Distance, uh, social distancing um, for the choreography. And we also know, um, unfortunately, because this is, I think, one of the highlights of the show, the Tumble Monkeys um, will not be in the celebration of Festival of the Lion King. Um, but hopefully at some point, it's, it's just another step towards um, normalcy. But uh, thoughts? Donna? I love those Tumble Monkeys. I always get sad or got sad when only three would come out. Because you'd know that if they didn't have the fourth, they weren't going to do their their stunts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely going to miss the tumble monkeys. I imagine no tumble monkeys probably means no flying birds. Um, poss- like in the uh, can you feel the love tonight segment? Although I guess maybe a difference could be that person's just using a harness as opposed to touching all sorts of equipment. Oh, 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 I thought you meant the flying birds on the stick. Um, <laughs> no, they're ballerinas. Oh, right. I um, that'll be interesting to see what happens with that segment. That's a really good point. Unless written in the contract, whether they have, you know, people that are, are you know, COVID tested. But yeah, there's obviously a lot of close physical distancing between the two performers there. Um, I'm sure um, significantly less dancers, if any. Yeah. No, that that's definitely going to be scaled back, and obviously the um, people in the stands will also be um, physically distant as well. One thing I did want to bring up because I had a question I wanted to throw your way, Donna, see what you thought because this is something that I thought about. 
even though I think Festival of the Lion King is one of, if not the most popular, certainly at, at I think at Animal Kingdom, um, one of the most popular shows on property. I still found it odd they picked this one as kind of an entertainment comeback. I mean, we have Frozen Sing Along, but there were, I thought, one other one that they could have brought back that I thought might have been a little bit easier um, at a park that certainly needs more attractions. Okay. So. And I'm going to, I guess, answer my own question first. But the one that I thought of that would have, I would have thought would have come back first would have been Beauty and the Beast live on stage. And he, So I'm going to challenge you on that statement that you made about needing more attractions. Ready? Okay. When we go to Hollywood Studios, Anthony loves to do the Disney Junior Dance Party. And I'm counting right for, for those who obviously can't see me because Jamie's still in right now. You can see me. I'm counting on my fingers. Disney Junior live on stage. He would do, if we had time, the Frozen sing-along. So if we're there for a whole day, he would do that as well. He would do all three Toy Story attractions. He would do Muppet Vision. And he would do now, he calls it the stupid um, spaceship ride, um, Star Tours. Mm-hmm. He would do all of those things. So he would easily do those seven things. When we go to Animal Kingdom, Cali River Rapids is usually down for reefer this time of year. Plus, it's too cold for Cali River. So the only things that he does, attraction-wise, I'm not talking about the walking pass. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about attractions. Wildlife Express Train, he'll do. He'll do Triceratops Spin, Kilimanjaro Safaris, and he'll do um, uh, Navi River Journey 4. So that's why. Because if they bring back Festival of the Lion King, at least that's a fifth thing we'll do when we go over. We had a park pass reservation for there today, and I just didn't feel like going because I didn't want to go over and do just four things. Yeah. The problem is, I think Animal Kingdom, from everything I've seen, the wait times aren't as atrocious as some of the others. River Journey's an hour. Okay consistently that's why we've been avoiding well in truth we've been avoiding river journey because i don't want to wait now for it. it's not good oh, enough so we do the yeah, other that thing. i certainly agree with uh my my thinking also with the beauty and the beast is that's going to be considered an open air theater i totally agree with that with that statement i think it would be in many ways easier i agree to and bring it's huge Yes, but I think as far as the need goes, I think they need Vessel Lion King more. My okay, thoughts. fair enough. I, I just it, it struck me as mm, I don't that came across. Well, let me ask you this then: Why not Finding Nemo the musical? <laughs> Please tell me you heard his whisper. No. <laughs> because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I, I mean, I, I think Festival of the Lion King is better. I actually like Finding Nemo the Musical. Actually, I don't. I don't. Um, my guess, and please understand, I've probably only seen Finding Nemo the Musical twice in the entire run that it's had. So I, I'm certainly not super familiar with it. But my guess is that it would not be as easy to present that show with less cast than they currently had because they have to have the puppeteers and things like that 
present the show whereas festival lion king as much as the dancers make it amazing the tumble monkeys make it phenomenal they can make those type of cuts and still present some sort of modified show no that that's valid and one other point that as and we'll wrap this up after this that i forgot about um beauty and the beast is if you actually think about it most of the cast or a decent amount are actually in a you know regular like uh costume like a lumiere where the physical distancing actually isn't probably that big of an issue um you know so you have those people that are already sort of in um character costumes that's what i'm I'm trying to say so that was something else that i thought about i also wonder if there is more um i don't know if legal contract contractual what word i'm looking for but i know that they're currently using or at least i believe i shouldn't say no i do believe they're currently using that theater for a cast member relaxation zone uh the the finding nemo theater i'm sorry i should have said that oh okay um so i want i'm sorry i should have said that um so i almost wonder if certain areas will remain unavailable while cast members still need those spaces okay i didn't know that about finding nemo that it was a I believe so. Interesting. Cool. So, all right. Well, good discussion, Donna. Let's um, take a quick break and we'll come back to celebrate your, is it your 91st or your 92nd birthday this year? Well, if I'm going to be turning 91, then you're going to be turning 91 in like two months. That is true. All right. We'll be right back. And we are back. So the happy birthday Donna show will be the topic of our main segment Answering the question, Donna, what would you do for your birthday? You get three attractions. We really didn't specify a ton of rules, but basically three attractions. You can eat at one table service restaurant, one quick service restaurant, and you can eat two snacks. And I don't think we're doing any park restrictions for the attractions. Is that you told me that I could pick any three. Okay, then that's fine. Let's we're on our own VIP tour that we just created <laughs> for the Bald Wonder. Nice. It goes for five forty nine a person. <laughs> How many hours? <laughs> Enough that you can do three attractions, a table, a quick, and eat two snacks. Okay, so obviously some parameters, and I'm just just throwing this out there. That it has to be Disney World, right? Like, I can't, like, you know, teleport to Disneyland. Correct. That's okay. fair. All right. So, Disney World. Do they have to be attractions that are currently operating? They have to be currently existing. But if they're closed for COVID, we'll waive that restriction. Okay. So, so can- I, I don't get Main Street Electric, is what you're telling me. That would be in your top three? No, absolutely not. <laughs> oh my god, absolutely I not. I terribly miss nighttime parades, Jamie. Yeah, but Main Street Electric is terrible. Do you if want you me to Spectro Magic? Magic? I would. I would almost go okay with Spectro Magic. I mean, I want Light the Night or whatever what? in the world that was called. Let's paint the night. Paint but, the night. Okay. Sorry. Well, you know what? We could also toss in an attraction that you'd want to bring back for your birthday. Yeah, but paint the night was never here. Yeah, so it doesn't count at all. You can't do it. 
it's my birthday, Jamie. <laughs> do whatever I want. <laughs> All right. So three attractions. And it can't be like you can't say like world of motion. Like it has to be something that currently could operate turnkey. All right. Well, first, obviously Splash Mountain. Okay. I mean, how would that not be on the list, right? I would agree. Okay. Splash Mountain. Then I want the, let's see. You think I would have like prepped this because you kind of gave me a heads up last week, but I didn't want to like overthink it and then have it be, this is my list. And then there'd be no discussion. (laughs) That's a shame because I also, I wanted to add something too that we should have had in there last week that we forgot. What resort would you stay at? We didn't toss that Ooh. in. I like that one. So go ahead. Let's do. We started the attractions discussion, so we'll do the um, resort next. Okay. So definitely splash. That is my top attraction, property wide. I should also say that while I adore my kiddo, you, Jamie and I, you you had said last week that this would be like a sans Anthony, like just Andrew and I, so I wouldn't have to worry about like him rider swapping or anything like that no correct just you and andrew pre pre anthony okay so then splash space oh good choice because i hardly ever do space now you know that we have anthony he's not Mm. quite often i don't i just don't get to do that too much and i just I mean, you know, when you ride that with me, it's just, it's just your joy. <laughs> I'm upset that I don't have a recording of you on that ride. That is my next goal in life to get that recording to share with our listeners. <laughs> I may or may not shriek, shriek slash cackle throughout and it's like uncontrollable. And Andrew knows I do it. You know, I do it. So you all, and Tim, so you're all provoking. Don. <laughs> Donna may be having a great time, or she may have just lost an arm. I don't know. We'll find out when we get the picture. <laughs> so, well, at least I didn't drop my phone there, James. I didn't drop it. It fell out. So, Splash, Space. <sighs> the third one. So, I can't fabricate a nighttime parade. I've been told that that's a no-no. Correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. And can I bring fireworks back? That from the past, you mean? I mean, I know I can't have wishes. I'm well aware that I would have to settle for like happily ever after or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If it's currently operational, if we were not in COVID-19. Can I have Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam? Or is that not seasonally appropriate? Eh. It's a stretch, but if you like it that much, I'll accept. I do. I love the projections. I think they're so stinking cute. Oh, no, I agree. I, I actually really like that show at all. Uh, or a lot is what I meant to say. Okay, so then I'll, I'll take that as my third. I'll go with okay. Nighttime Entertainment. I'll go Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. Okay, so you had, just to recap, Space, and, well, you said Splash for Splash, Space, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam! <laughs> just Correct. love having that, that emphasis. Okay, very cool. <laughs> So where are we spending the night? Where, what resort are we staying at? Oh, goodness. So we had the opportunity, and I think Jamie might know this. We stayed at the Grand Floridian Cash Side with a really phenomenal deal. 
uh, our first summer down here. It actually was days after we moved into our apartment. Uh, the Pixie Agents uh, group had an opportunity, and it was only for agents. It wasn't, you know, even an offer we could extend to our our clients to stay. And if I, if memory serves me right, I want to say it was like. $249 a night, which was less, less than like a third of rack rate. It was just mm. that cool. And we split a standard room with my parents for two nights because they had never stayed at the grand. We had never stayed at the grand and you know, it was definitely a bucket list thing. And that was really, really, really cool. Uh, just having that experience of being there. We were not club level. We were not in the main, mm-hmm. main building. We were in one of the outer buildings. But that experience was really neat. You know, the turn down service, the chocolate on your pillow from the grands. Um, just the whole thing was really, really, really cool. Um, but I have to say, I would actually choose a resort where we have not stayed yet. And I would pick probably Yacht Club because of its recent refurbishment. Oh, Okay. When you said one you hadn't stayed at, I, I thought you were taking it. Have you ever stayed at any of the Port Orleans? Riverside so we, I stayed there when I was a kid and when it was, it was called Dixie Landing. Okay. So yes, no. Okay. <laughs> no, that, that's fine. No, I, I, for some reason, I don't know why that that's what kind of popped into my head when, when you took the turn to somewhere we hadn't um, stayed before. So yeah. Yeah. So. I'd like to experience Yacht and Beach Club. I'd like to experience the, the pool and the Lazy River. Um, I like the walkability, even though I didn't list Epcot as, you know, a place that we would go. Um, you know, I'd like to experience the walkability. If it were my birthday, Sans Anthony, maybe we would hit all four parks just because I didn't name, you know, one of the attractions there. Um, doesn't mean we wouldn't go. Um, it's definitely a bucket list place. And with having DVC, we can stay, you know, at, at the uh, Beach Club Villas or, you know, boardwalk um but yacht is is not a dvc property right now i I, that is ripe for like a a wing to be taken for dvc like i'm just waiting for that to happen (laughs) i wouldn't be that surprised because it's such a desirable area yeah i I was actually surprised they they went with um the potential plan for reflections as opposed to pivoting and taking a section of um yacht club but i guess they're going away from that and cash sides more profitable for them. Yeah. So interesting, uh, nonetheless. So table service. Can I take a guess? I mean, of course, because it's probably pretty obvious. We're slapping on the feed bag and getting the uh, crackers out for <laughs> Big Cafe. Especially if I'm staying at Yacht Club and can roll myself back, right? <laughs> yeah. That is, that, I guess that was, that may have been a little bit too obvious. um so we certainly like that we just had a great meal at california grill and i have to say anthony was like amazing he just had so much fun we're sitting right against the window and you know mama look you know the bus minnie's on the bus mama look a boat mama big boat look the monorail the green monorail you know and it was so funny because usually when he gets excited you know his, his voice picks up and andrew and i are like looking around like trying to see if he's bothering anyone because he's just so excited and you don't want to squash the excitement but at the same time i refuse to ruin someone's right. meal because that might not be their millionth time there the way it is with ours it might be their one and only and because of the physical distancing of the tables not a single soul was looking at him 
<laughs> it was awesome. perfect. The, the waitress was like obsessed with him. Like she kept coming back to talk to him and he would be talking to her. And then uh, for some reason, everything was little. Mom, look at the little this. Hey, hi, little Miss Rachel. <laughs> the waitress's name was Rachel. Hi, little Miss Rachel. <laughs> She's like, I'm little. This is great. <laughs> um, so just so California Girl will be on the list. But if I had to pick one, it's gotta, gotta be, right? Give me some num, num, num crabs. Let me roll <laughs> them. All right, well, then let me change it a little bit to make it a little more difficult. Table service you haven't done yet. What would you pick? Oh, man. Because that list is not not like saying, like, oh, man, so many places, we're so special. But before we had Anthony, Jamie, I think you know this, but I'm not sure that I've ever said this on our podcast. We got tables in Wonderland. And once a month, we did it on the 14th of the month because our wedding anniversary is May 14th. The 14th of the month or somewhere very close to that date we would do a different table service restaurant every third month we would try a table service restaurant where we had not yet eaten and now everybody knows why don is such a good authorized disney vacation planner because she's neurotic (laughs) yes but i truly was doing it because it's so easy to become a creature of habit because there's there are great restaurants on property and you're like i know i like this so I'm going to eat, you know, your example, the Annapoli. You know, when, when your family comes down, we almost always have a meal together at the Annapoli yeah. because we know we all enjoy it. But yet Epcot has some of the best table service restaurants on property. It's always between me and Annapoli or Mama Melrose. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's hard because we have those, those things that we love. So that was kind of our opportunity. You know, I wanted to try these different restaurants and be able to give feedback to clients. Right. was part of it. So of the restaurants we've not yet tried... I'd actually have to say Topolino's for dinner. Oh, that's a good pick. You know, that would not have readily come to me because it's so new. That's a really good pick. I've heard great things about that. I've heard great things and the view supposed to be stunning. Yeah. I'm really stoked for, for the breakfast. I, I'd like to, I, I may look at that for potentially August, but yeah, no, that's, that's a really good pick that wouldn't readily, I don't want to share any of mine because we'll probably do this in april (laughs) um but i think that's a really good pick if and when they bring the dining plan back i will put that breakfast back on my rotation but right now based on the plated menu options and the price point it's just not there for me we're actually eating um on sunday a week from today we are eating at chef mickey's for breakfast because it's a meal that we typically enjoy. The the family style service looks like it's going to be really, really good. And it's character. So I think it'll be really fun for Anthony too. No, I agree. So again, if and when they bring back a dining plan, I would put that back in the rotation. But I'm not paying right now. Current prices, current menu, I'm not paying for Topolino's for breakfast. Yeah, no, no. I think that's, that's totally fair. Um, what would be your quick service choice for your birthday? Okay, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. You smell the fire burning. So here's the thing. When I talk about quick service credits with clients, I always, well, credits in general, I always want folks to get the most bang for their buck. So one of the quick service credits that I love telling folks about is that option at Restaurant Source Chain, 
Mm-hmm. It's dinner only. So that would conflict with what we were just talking about for us for supper at Topolino's um, or even Cape May Cafe for that matter. Um, but that's a really good option for table service credit. The burgers really are quite good. They call them gourmet burgers and and, and um, Sundays. Uh, the burgers are quite good, good and the Sunday is fun. So if the time piece weren't an issue, that would be my pick. With obviously time being an issue, gosh, quick service. You know what? Maybe the place that, whose name I always butcher in Epcot in Japan. Oh, uh, Katsura Grill. There you go. Oh, that's a, that's a good choice. I No, I love that. We always hit that at least once a trip. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm trying to think of, you know, something that would be different and not just, you know, a burger or a hot dog. Yeah, I was actually talking to um, Val's brother and, and his wife and Val's other brother and his now wife about, uh, Epcot and, and Disney the other week and I was mentioning how um, the Japan quick service has amazing plum wines or maybe I'm just going to split my quick service credit and use it at a festival booth <laughs> it's so cheating <laughs> which, but yet I'm so pleased with myself for thinking of it yeah which on a side note I know how they have the orange blossom um, food booth uh, for like the last, I don't know, 17 festivals um, where they have the orange sipper. I was doing trivia with my family the other day and, and I host it and come up with the questions. Never knew that orange blossom was the state flower of Florida. And that's where the, Are you serious? I, I had no idea. I didn't know where that, huh. where that uh, name came from. I actually thought it had something to do with like Chinese food or something weird like that. <laughs> like lotus blossom? Like lotus blossom, but... All right, fair enough. Orange chicken or something. I don't know. Um, so what would be your two snacks as we kind of wrap up your birthday <laughs> evidently feast? Because, of course, we have to end yeah, with no food. Kidding. <laughs> okay, so snack credits. I will say I really enjoyed that pangalumpia that you had me try. Amazing. So that was quite good. And if we go with what I was saying, that I would go to each of the four parks, I would clearly have to eat at each of the four parks. <laughs> Why not? It's my birthday. <laughs> Calories don't count. That's right. Um, so we'll go with the Pangulimpia. And then you're probably going to laugh at me because it's, it is lame. I'm, there's no way to slice it. But I would probably go with a Mickey pretzel. For me, it is just... It's iconic Disney. I legitimately like soft pretzels. The bread down in Florida, and for those who have not really like spent time here, like Disney food's different than like living here day in day out. The bread's just not the same as it is up in, in PA. It's it's a weird statement, but it's hundred percent true. Like the pretzels don't taste as good. Like the majority of pretzels that you would get like in Florida. So Jamie's nodding, so I'm not like going crazy. Oh no, it's but as the- bad as the water. <laughs> So those Mickey pretzels are actually quite good. And it's one of those things where I'm probably not going to pull out my wallet and spend six fifty or seven twenty five or whatever it currently is to buy a Mickey pretzel. But if I'm using my dining plan and it's a snack credit, I'm going to treat myself to it and I'm going to enjoy every bite of it. No, it's not a bad choice. I mean, when you said uh, slice, I thought you were going to go for pizza, but um, yeah, I don't have an issue with the Mickey pretzel. It's classic. It's iconic. And like you said, they're good. They are very, and I'm talking somebody from outside of Philadelphia. I mean, right? we have Philadelphia pretzels. They're awesome. Um, no, they're, they're very good. 
uh, soft pretzels there, the the Mickey pretzels. So we get them um, for Aiden all the time. He loves them too. So no, I totally agree. Yeah, with that. they're good. I like that they're salty. You know, the the che- I will say that the fake cheese stuff is gross. That is not my jam. Um, but the pretzel itself is quite good. No, well, I mean, fortunately in this case for Aiden, he's also he's allergic to milk. So <laughs> True. He can't even have it. True. <laughs> but I, I well, mean, what about the stuffed pretzels they used to have? They were delicious too. Like the cream cheese stuffed pretzels. My favorite snack of all time was the uh, yeah. caramel stuffed. Oh, I'm so sad just talking about it. Caramel <laughs> stuffed pretzel where they gave you a side of chocolate sauce. So, so let's recap the day, shall we, Donna? <laughs> Our three attractions, Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, and help me, I forgot the third. Jingle Bell, Jingle, jingle Bam. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam, that's right. It wasn't a ride. Resort, staying at Yacht Club. Your table service was, I haven't written any of these down, so I'm trying to go off of memory. Kate May Cafe or Topolino's. Kate May Cafe or Topolino's. Quick service, you were looking at cheating and doing the mm-hmm. three snack credits at a food booth or restaurant or, Burger. No, Orchids or a Grill. Orchids or a Grill. I love how you narrowed it down to three. <laughs> and your two snacks were the Mickey Pretzel and the Pongu Lumpia, which I certainly uh, recommend from um, oh uh, Pangu Pangu outside of Satuli Cantina in Animal Kingdom. Good list. And Donna, as we were talking, I came up with a follow-up show idea. Okay. I'm sorry for doing this on air and springing it on you. I can't wait. But I think we should do another follow-up segment for your unbirthday where you have three attractions that you would have no desire of going on. <laughs> yes, like the worst Disney day that I could be driving. The worst to. Disney day ever. <laughs> and we'll call it, what would you do for your unbirthday? I just came up with this idea. So you have to say that no day in Disney's bad, but there are certainly things that I could be asked to do or eat that would not be fun, and I'm sure that this could be an interesting conversation. Yeah, definitely something that we'll look forward to, and it's like- We should, like, split the difference between your birthday and mine and do it, like, as the whole show. Like, your unbirthday and my unbirthday and see which gross, more gross. <laughs> I like it. We'll do it. So, it's, but, you know, like you said, it's, it's like a bad day on the golf course. It really just That's doesn't right. exist. So, That's right. but... Go ahead, Donna. You can take it away. All right. So next week, we are going to jump back into our Hollywood Studios rankings. I think we've done three lands there. So it'll be interesting to uh, to move on with that one. And uh, I don't think there's there's anything else to say other than happy birthday to me. Thank you, Jamie, so much for, you know, remembering to say that. I, I super appreciate it. Happy birthday, Donna. Thank you. All right. Have a great week. We'll see you.